0: So we'll wait just a moment. We're good? All right. Okay, for our first message then today, we have a message from Mr. Mark McGarvey uh, entitled, Take a Breath. Mr. McGarvey. Good afternoon, everyone. It's a beautiful November day out there, isn't it? got a new new sound system today. I haven't used this one before. Okay. That better? Okay. Sorry about that. Yet yeah, it is a beautiful November day out there today. Going back about uh, nine or ten years ago, uh, my wife and I were raising two young children. Um, Our two, Owen and Lily, are just ten and a half months apart. Irish twins, as they say. Um, You know, they're a year apart in age, but... and they're different stages, but they're both a similar size and everything. uh, Like one's in diapers, one's not, or one's... Crawling, the other one's walking. Um, I remember many a hectic situation in that house. <laughs> Too many to count. Um, you know, one had just fallen over and bumped ahead. The other one was over here and had an accident, and their diaper has leaped onto the carpet. <laughs> Grrr. Oh, my wife was a stay at home uh, mom at the time, and, and that time. She had the kids all day, and so when I came home from work, it was my turn to look after the kids, and sometimes it was, here, (laughs) take them. Um, And so, you know, whether it was feeding or changing diapers, playing with them, anyone remember those days? Hands up. Um, Some days, you'd be pulling your hair out because of the stress. You take a breath just breathe and with God's guidance and strength you take on the next day. Life gets stressful for all of us in one way or another, whether it be work, school, relationships with family and friends, um, illnesses, sickness, and then there's a big life-altering situations of um, death of a loved one, divorce, Terminal illness of a loved one. Loss of a job. And I've I've lost my job a couple of times. Um, and don't want to have to, have to do that again. Um, very stressful situation, because your family's relying on your, their income if you're the sole breadwinner. Does it sound okay, Brian? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Life in Satan's world is not easy. Sometimes we need to take a breath and go to God in prayer. Ask him for help. We need to come before our almighty, eternal creator of the universe with our problems. Our issue. And pray for his help and guidance. Remember, he already knows what it is. But it's up to us to go before him and talk to him about it. He is always there for us, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. He will never leave us or forsake us. My first scripture, I want to turn to Matthew chapter 11 and look at verses 28 through 30. Matthew chapter 11. And verses 28 through 30. Begin here in verse 28. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is saying, come to me and I will give you rest. And it's true, life is spinning around you, 100 miles an hour, go, 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 you know. Stop, take a breath, and go to Christ Jesus. We can find peace, calm, and love in his awesome presence. We can take off our heavy yoke and burden that is weighing us down, and put on Christ's yoke, which is easy and light, as he says. We learn that his perfect sinless life and complete obedience to the Lord made his yoke light. So this is kind of like the third part in a series of messages that began at the feast. Um, with looking forward, a couple of weeks ago I did one, hang in there. And then today, but it's kind of in reverse and um, I didn't plan it that way, it's just the way it happened actually. They kind of fall into place one after the other. and it's, It's just the way it happened. Um, I'm going to go with it. Jesus Christ, he carries us. He strengthens us. He is the way. He is the life. He is the door to eternity. Let's look at an awesome example of how Jesus Christ works. Um, One of my favorite uh, examples in the Bible These events were recorded uh, for us in the pages of the Bible, and they are a testament of how great God really is. Um, And I want to go with a version in the book of John, chapter 11, and we will begin in verse 1. John, chapter 11, verse 1. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sister sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Lazarus, he would be forever immortalized, pardon the pun, by what happened here. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So, when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then, after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, Lately the Jews sought to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. These things he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death. But they thought he was speaking about taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. And this is a kind of. Uh, A funny situation. Then Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Thomas clearly didn't understand the situation, and neither did the other disciples. Maybe he was speaking uh, aloud for all of them in that way, or what they were thinking. So when Jesus came, verse 17, So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now, Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Now, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. And when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Verse 30. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha had met him. he stayed there for a few more minutes. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying... She's going to the tomb to weep there. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him? And some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. And the way it's described there, groaning, this man had a, a deep affection for Lazarus. His friend had died. And he groaned in the spirit. And he he must have... Really been weeping. um, Deeply moved by the emotion of the moment. He had to take a deep breath and continue on. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I know that you always hear me, But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with gray clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. What a sight that would have been. This man who had been dead four days, raised to life. What an amazing... The whole situation would have been just breathtaking. Life conquers death. Light destroys the darkness. Raising Lazarus from the dead after four days, showed to the world Jesus had power over death. And a short time later, he would defeat a final time, he would defeat it the final time when he was raised to life after three days and three nights in the grave or in the tomb. So, therefore, when, he, when life seems to be getting us down, when we're stressed out by everything, relax, take a breath, go to God, his love. His peace will calm you, he will heal you. Have faith. God can do anything. I think we can change the subject slightly here. We can all collectively take a pa- break after this week's past election. I've got an idea. How about we vote to make the campaign shorter? <laughs> I think Matt will agree with me here how in Britain the general election is like about what, six months maybe tops? Five months? Um, I won't say more on that. No? Don't anger anybody here. I'm an American citizen and I'm proud of it, okay? I'm glad to be here. It goes on forever, a year and a half. Well. I hope and pray our next president, Donald J. E. Trump, can govern in a good, sensible and constitutional way. If our Bill of Rights and the Constitution are left alone, then I'll be happy. Government, leave us alone, we'll do just fine. Take a breath. Hang in there and look forward. Like I have said before, The system of of government we have in America, I think, is the best man can do. But we know Christ will set up the ultimate form of government in the kingdom. He is a leader I look forward to having. Here we are today at church enjoying the Sabbath. This day of rest, the seventh day, was instituted at the creation by God when he... Chose the rest after everything he had created. The rest, peace, and calm of the Sabbath allow us to unwind from the previous week. If you had a rough week, a bad week, relax. Take a breath. It's the Sabbath. I'm going to read one verse here concerning this. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 9. One short verse here. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9. Hebrews 4, verse 9. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. The Greek word for rest here in verse 9 is sabbatismos. The only time that is used here in the New Testament, by the way, sabbatismos, in this one verse here that, that we believe... I assume Paul wrote the book of Hebrews, but it's not 100% confirmed. Um, and Sabbatismos means a Sabbath rest. We don't need to work on this day. And believe me, I've had a few situations where a job has conflicted with the Sabbath. And it's, uh, it's difficult. A lot of times they don't understand, why does he get to go home early or whatever? Um or there's something going on, it's got to be done by Monday morning and like when I was working in England, working with the the concrete gans when I was a uh, formwork carpenter, you know, a big slab was going to be poured for this multi-story parking lot on Monday morning and the guys would be finishing up Friday evening and then going in and work half day on Saturday and me and my dad, I used to work with my dad, would not. And of course in Britain, you've got to remember, it's a lot further north in here it would get dark at 3.30 in the winter. So on a Friday, and I couldn't believe this, it the first time I saw this back in uh, 1995. I was working with my dad. Uh, usually on the construction sites in, in England, um, you know, it's usually 7.30 to 5.30 or 8.00 through 6.00. In London, it was 8.00 through 6.00 because of the, uh, the legal laws of, of sound. You weren't allowed to start work, make noise before 8.00. Um, and I guess it would have been about November, 1995, Dad started packing up his tools at 3.15 or whatever it was and getting his tool bag ready and shutting down everything. I thought, oh, okay. The guys just carrying on working, and they were going to work till 5.30 or 6 that day. And Dad would have said, Come on, Marky, time to go. And <laughs> um, But he did, and a lot of guys would be shaking their head and, Oh, Who does he think here? Look at what's all this then, huh? You know, as we uh, and sometimes if he was relying on a ride from my older brother or whatever, we'd go and wait in the, the break room, the canteen, or if we were riding together, you know, if I was driving or my dad was driving, we would just uh, get back in the car and drive home. Or in the case of London, I hated this part. It was a long, long day. You know, we lived in in Luton, uh, about thirty miles north of London, and. It was drive an hour from Lund- from Luton down to the the north area of London, park the car, get a, one of the underground tube trains from Kilburn in north London down into the heart of the city, and then transfer in that big station wherever it was, up escalators, down escalators, to another tube, another train to take you to your final destination. You get there, then you have a five or ten minute walk to the construction site. So. The whole commute in the morning and the way, way back in the evening was a good hour and a half, two hours. And then you've had a 10 hour shift on top of that. It, or 12 hour shift in some cases, it, it was tough. Um, so come Friday evening, it was nice to have that break and uh, finish a little bit early. Meet the crowds in the streets, especially in London. Every man for himself down there. And let me tell you another thing. If you can drive in London, you can drive anywhere. Now, I've never driven in Paris, and Paris scared me when I was there. It looks crazy, especially around the L'Art de Triomphe. Um, but yeah, if you can drive in London, very aggressive. You've got to, every man for himself, got to, you can drive anywhere. I'm, I'm pretty confident of that. But I understand for those of you who are, if you may be going through uh, an issue or a problem with your job because of the Sabbath I understand I've been there it's hard but keep praying those of you who are going through that God will answer your prayer he'll hear that prayer yes we look forward to this day of rest where we get to have a lion um, which is nice for those of us who have to get up early during the week 1 p.m. is an excellent time for services. We come to church, hear some good messages, fellowship, and then go home and relax. I'll tell you about another story here um, that relates to everything here. Back in 1983, my family took a trip to Scotland. My mom's... She has a sister and a brother who live in Scotland. My parents, as I've told you before, are Irish from Ireland. But the mid-1960s, uh, my mum's family moved from Donegal in, in Ireland to uh, the Glasgow area because of work. My grandfather would work for a few months in the summer on the farms over there. Well, uh, my mum's brother and sister stayed over there uh, in the mid-1960s, found work and stayed there, and later on married and settled down. Um, so back in 1983, we went to visit my mom's sister, Anne. Uh, she lives about an hour north of Glasgow. And as was common at the time, my dad, whenever we go on vacation, would like to go and climb a mountain. That was one of the things he liked to do: go and go for a hike, climb a, a mountain. Nothing too too savage. Um, and I was thinking about this the other day. At this time, the, my dad was the age I am now, 42, um, and There's a little uh, small mountain area called the Campsie Fells, about uh, five miles from where my aunt lived. Um, And of course, over there in in Scotland, when the mountains are going up from sea level, it looks a lot higher rather than than Colorado, where you're already a mile high. Um, When you're going from sea level, a thousand, thousand foot mountain looks higher, which is what this mountain was. And my dad thought he'd give my mom a break. She was going to go into Glasgow to go shopping with my aunt. And he said, I'll take the kids and my cousins. There was one cousin, um, Stuart, he was going to take two. And we'll go, go for a hike. We'll go climb the Campsie Fells. And it wasn't, like it wasn't a hard climb, like I said. But he even took my one-year-old brother, which I couldn't believe. But he thought he'd take him along, too. So there was myself, my younger brother, Dan, Connell, and my younger brother, Matt, who was a year old, and my cousin, Stuart, who was about four. Well, the way it was, there was a couple of tricky areas on the way up and the way down where he had to, because he was carrying a one-year-old baby on his back. I think he had uh, some kind of backpack with him sitting in it. Sorry. Um, And so he'd have to climb up a few hundred feet, stop, and set us down, or have me hold, I was nine at the time, hold the baby. And then he'd go up another few hundred feet with the other kids, come back, so he'd do it in stages, and so it took, it was a thousand foot, just over a thousand foot, so it took about you know two hours to, to walk it up, walk up there. On the way down, um, again, he was doing it in stages, there were some steep parts. Um, at one point, he left me and my four-year-old cousin, Stuart, together as he went down another section. Well, he was gone a lot longer than the previous times. The previous times had gone 10 or 15 minutes, this time it's gone about 45 minutes. And when you're a nine-year-old, 45 minutes seems like 45 hours. I was up on this mountain. I was afraid. At this time, I was afraid of heights. It was another year or two before I conquered that fear, the fear of heights. Um, and I started getting worried. Here I was, I was nine years old, with my four-year-old cousin, he started crying. <laughs> I started crying, big baby not thinking my dad was coming back. I thought he'd fallen down and had an accident, broke his leg or whatever. And finally, of course, he, he showed up. Wow, was I relieved. Did I take a big breath. And, you know, it, it kind of relates to everything. God will never leave us or forsake us. We may not see him in our lives or understand what's going on, But he is there. He's watching us. He will take care of us. And one day, one day, he will return to earth to save the world. So take a breath. Don't stress. God has a plan. And he's going to see it through to the end. I want to go to one final verse here. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, and verse 11. Last few verses here that Paul wrote to the people in Corinth. Verse 11. Finally, brethren, farewell. Become complete, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Farewell, in this context, means rejoice. Finally, brethren, rejoice. We need to take a breath from time to time. Be of one mind, live in peace. In this modern 21st century world, where we get caught up in the fast-running day-to-day activities. Our God of love and peace is always there for us. Sometimes it can be a rat race out there, as they say, but slow down, take a breath, just breathe. The Almighty, Eternal Creator of the heavens and the earth will gladly let us come to Him and find rest. Our Savior... And King of Kings, Jesus Christ loves us more than we can imagine, and He is always there for us. I want to finish with a a song, um, which Brian's going to play on the screen here for you in a minute. It really captures a lot of what I've talked about today. Um, it actually, in some ways, inspired my message when I first heard this song a, a couple of months ago. Hope you enjoy it. It's about three and a half minutes long. Um, It's by Johnny Diaz, and it's called Breathe.
1: Trying to get the upper hand So much to do in so little time